Hi, my name is Joe Jackson. I'm a journalist, author, interviewer and broadcaster. And back in 1989, I interviewed for an Irish rock magazine, Pamela Despares, author of a relatively recently published memoir, I'm With The Band. Of course, I'd read the book before interviewing the woman, although sadly too many authors have told me that not all interviewers do. Shame on them. But I was particularly interested in trying to find out what deep down prompted Pamela to become a self-professed supergroupie of the 1960s and 1970s. What follows? In this, the first of two podcasts based on the interview we did in Dublin's Shelburne Hotel, hence the noisy piano player, is the section during which she and I discuss that very subject. By the way, if you want to read the article I wrote based on this chat, check out my website, joejacksoninterviewer.com. And if you want to be informed of when I upload the second Pamela Desparis podcast, you can subscribe to the Joe Jackson Interviews podcast on any podcast server or on YouTube. Either way, enjoy. I was still coming from the 50s. Turning over way, some Yeah, belief system going into the 60s. It was a confusing time for women especially. Well, for everyone. But I think for women especially, you know, coming into that pre-women's lib climate where women were supposed to now think for themselves, do for themselves, create jobs for themselves, whatever we were supposed to do coming from the time you were supposed to just cook dinner for your husband, you know, so I was caught in between, I and all, all my peers were caught in between that time, so I always considered myself a real, you know, flag-waving women's liver myself. I would stand on the sunset strip and take my birth control pill in front of everyone and make a statement that way. I was a woman in control of my body and my what I was doing, what I wanted to do by sitting on, uh, you know, Alice Cooper's lap. I don't care what Jermaine Greer or anybody thought of me. You know what I mean? What did they think of you that you were letting down the Yeah, side? yeah. They still feel, a lot of women's livers still feel that I'm just the antithesis of what they believe in. Was this course, an argument for them? they wear pants and they're frigid uptight jerks, mostly. <laughs> What about the element of when you say in the book that your favorite position was to hang on to the hand of an English pop oh, star? That, is that not really kind of oh, people reducing meaning? Yeah, I guess the it was. Role. I guess it was at the time. But I, like I say, I watched my mom kiss my dad's ass all my life, you know, and I had that ingrained in me. I wanted to be a part of a man's life, but I wanted to be with a musician because I love mm. music, you know, and I could I couldn't carry a dang tune myself, so I. But have you liberated so I mean what about the thinking that groupies too are just reducing women to being total it depends servants on what of men? Kind of groupie you are. That's such mm. a big word. That's a, okay. you know, I mean I wasn't the, I didn't I never had a one night stand, I never slept with more than one member of the band. I all you know, I had real scruples about it. And um, But were you living just to service? That's the accusation they make. No, no, because I had my own band. I went as far as try, you know, attempting to step out on my own with, with the Frank Zappa-based, you know, rock and roll all girls. First all-girl band. So I felt like I had contributed. In fact, I did. Everybody copied the GTOs. Everybody copied the way we looked, the way we dressed, the things we said. You know, Gene Simmons from Kiss has said in print many times that he took the look from the GTOs. He's got his top knot from Miss Christine and the big star on the on Paul's Do you get the accusation often of, of having let basically women down? I get the accusation of what? Having let women down. Letting down, either, be they feminist or post-feminist. Fuck them. But do, do you get that? that? On occasion, not not usually, no. Not more than not. You right. know, it's not like right. an, an abundance. Right, it's just... But some people feel that way, that's fine. You know, I, 
great. Let them feel that way. I lived a certain life. I had such a great. I'm still living. A but do you? Life. Well, would you never see yourself as, as, as an absolute equal of, or did you always? Equal? Or do you now no, need? Do you need a man in your equal. life to establish your? Uh, you never no, thought you were an equal. I have. I've been alone for two years now. Why did you never think you were an equal? Because um, of males. Because of my situation, my father. It's a long story. I'm in therapy over it. Right, okay. But yeah, I mean, I I idolized my father as opposed to feeling equal with him. Right. I put him on a pedestal, idolized him, and therefore transferred it into all men. And I went up to the highest peak I could. And But instead of, of many, many girls who idolized their father from my generation and idolized, you know, Paul McCartney or whatever, I went after these people and got them. So I'm, I was different in Were well, you going after your father through them? Is that what you've been told yeah. in therapy? Mm -hmm. So did you then also fantasize about fucking your father? No. Is that, was that not part? Is that too black? Is that too going too far into kind of being liberated from 50s ethos? <laughs> I didn't have physical desire for my father, right. so okay. it wasn't like that. I was looking for more of a, I don't know, I wanted love, love. That's really what I wanted. My father did love me, but he came from the era too where he couldn't show that. But do you feel, you, have you rid yourself of that now? Almost. Almost. Okay. Forty That's journey. why I've been alone for two years. Yeah, really do you feel you needed that to do so? Yeah. I really want to feel equal with you know, and, uh, to be perfectly honest, I never have. Okay, but didn't you feel that yourself, like kind of living in a world where you were seeing and servicing them? Isn't that part of yeah, the upshot? Well, sure, that was the, yeah, that's why I felt that way. I had to release nice. myself. You. It's, it's, it is sad, you know, so last night on Dave Fanning's show, uh, he said, um, he was reading some review, I guess it was in England, because most people are very frigid tight there, uh, about how it was pathetic. I had lived a pathetic life. You know, that, God, what has that person done who wrote that? Probably sitting in an office and twiddle himself, you know? It's, I have lived a fascinating, amazing, full, and I've, I'm still like in the throes of, I'm, every day, my kind of life is the kind where every day you wake up and say, what is going to happen today? And it's been like that my whole life. And it's a journey, it's an adventure, and it's a thrill every day. Right, those, uh, the, the, the link to your father, there was also in the book I found in your, in your adolescence, you had this kind of, on one side, you were a slave of romantic love songs like Unchained Melody or right. Don't Count Stars, very ironic quote she is in that, or You May Stumble. Yeah. And uh, on the other side, you had Jagger singing, I'm a King Bee, Let Me Come Inside. Right. Was, there any, was, was it hard to reconcile the uh, romanticism with just throbbing between your legs when you heard Jagger and then the longing for romantic love? Was that the disassociation you had to make? Hmm, now that's interesting. You should be a therapist. No, <laughs> no I was trying to combine the two. No, I was trying to combine the two. Were you? Oh, absolutely. I wanted to integrate the two. That's the whole thing. We all want to We all want to have a steamy relationship. That's what I think. That's what we're all looking for. To me, no. What happens have to me is I get romantically attached. Have you not achieved that in all the time? Yes, I have. No, I have a couple of times. But most of the time, I, I find myself becoming, my heart gets involved. I always say this is a very private thing I always say, but you'll probably print it. Well, when the dick goes in, I fall in love. That's usually what happens. Do you ever fall in love before the dick goes in? Or is it with the dick you fall in love with? <laughs> no, I. No, you can't answer that. That's not I, a trick question. I have fallen almost in love with everyone.
Friedrich face. <laughs> yes, almost. But once Who is it this goes dick? in, my God. <laughs> then, you know, because I feel, I guess I'm just, that's part of being a slave, you know? I believe, I believe, men. Instead of your own sexual Yeah, but what, I, what I'm actually referring to at this point is, because I believe very much in reincarnation, and women have been in bondage to men for many, 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 many lifetimes. And I think I've been a woman, a slave, many, many times. And some, I'm, I'm really fighting it this, this lifetime around. I really feel like I'm working so hard that, on that. Some I see that as a, a kind of palette a what? attempt to kind of just justify it. Well, that's just one of the things I've said. If that was all I was saying, right, they might, they might be, right? If you just said that one line, they wouldn't feel that way. Okay, well, you did, there was a part in the book where you wrote down that uh, the new heart that had grown between my legs was beating only for this exquisite moron. Wonderful juxtaposition. But was, did you, was that not where you finally reconciled the romanticism with the kind of yeah. sexual longing and said, yeah. Well, that's the, first time I, that's the first time I was getting laid with that guy. Yeah. That's the first time I went all the way. But the acceptance, it's a lovely phrase, the fact you were able to say the heart between my legs. Yeah. Because it's the essence of what I'm saying that yes. you're suggesting a lot of women need to do. The heart up there and the heart down there. Yeah, need right. necessarily always be linked. I, well, gosh, if that were the case, then we'd really, you know, women would really be in trouble. They're already in <laughs> subjugation, you know. But, you, but they should be released from that. So I agree. They, oh, yeah, I, I agree Because men have been for so long. For so long. The double standard is profound today. Right. It hasn't lessened at all, I don't think. Okay. In terms of your connoisseur of head, would that have been returned? How did you do, You didn't lose your virginity until you were 20, so how did you deal with your own need to release sexual attention? I mean, you were giving it all the time. I know. Is that, was that just the classic position yes, of women in the yeah. 60s? Well, well, no, it was me. I was always wanting to give, give, give. I, I still am always too willing to give. I'm learning in therapy now to receive. But it's only the rock stars return the compliment. Oh, yes, always. <laughs> always? <laughs> always. They all gave head back. Yeah, these guys were wild sexually, all of them. Good. Wild, so very you free You weren't sexually people. frustrated pre-losing virginity? No. No, you weren't? Because mm -mm. some might imagine that... Because I hadn't had penetration yet, so you don't know. You just don't know what you're missing. <laughs> and, so, you know, and so, yes, I was absolutely satisfied. Making out satisfied me a lot of the time. Because I could just get so into it, and I still can't. Uh, was the homosexual attraction to Beverly? Oh, yeah. I've been attracted to women before. I've never actually full-on done had a relationship with one, though. Fine. It hasn't presented itself. Minus thick, you couldn't fall in love. No, I don't know about that. I probably could, but it's so fun. I mean, it's an individual thing, you know. Right. I, there was actually one girl I had a crush on that was unrequited and it was kind of sad, but nothing ever physical happened. Also, you loved her. I mean, you were very touchingly of her grief and the way slamming the door. It's like a stomachache. I mean, it was a lovely image. Right? I miss her very much. It's very, very touching. Does it annoy you that perhaps the book will be, is being perceived as yes, that? I saw it as far sad. much more than. Oh, well, thank you so much. I can tell by the questions you're asking, you did. But no, most people go, don't go anywhere near as deep as you're going right now. I know, I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm flicking them at you. But no, that's what, that was my reaction to the book when I read it, you know? Hi, Joe Jackson here again. I thank you for listening to this edition of the Joe Jackson Interviews podcast. And don't forget, if you want to read the article I wrote based on this conversation with Pamela Despares in 1989, check out my website, joejacksoninterviewer.com.